0: Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to our website at fbcdelray.com. Also, click the share button so you can share this message with a friend or someone in need as we seek to know Jesus, to know others, and to make Him known. We cry out, we cry out. Hope is here. Lost I found, we call out. I have been preparing, as Pastor Steve said, uh, a message, and I've been praying and asking God, what is it that You want me to share today? And as I was, I was, I was looking at the verses and and uh, praying over this time. I mean, it's been one heck of a season. For those of you who didn't know, me and my family, we were uh, diagnosed with uh, COVID, and we were at home um, recovering and healing. And on top of that, I mean, it's been a crazy four months. We've been in this season for the last almost four months. Of of COVID, of social distancing, of fear, anxiety, um, and now even even more. Right now, we have conflict, we have oppression, we have all these all these different disasters, chaos going on in this world. And in this in this time, I was I, one passage really spoke out to me. And as as Julie was uh, uh, perfectly uh, giving that overview of the story, it's in Jeremiah twenty nine. It's this famous passage that we like to turn to when we, when we are like, God, um, I'm struggling right now, you know, I need a plan, I know you have a plan for me, and we use this verse and we talk about how God has a plan for us, how God is for us, he's there for us, and he's there and he's going to be with us through that situation. But there's so much more in this passage that we can get, and so much more that we can learn from this passage, and it's more than just that God has a plan for us. So as as we open up our Bibles today, if you have your Bible today, it's also going to be up on the screen. Um, We're going to be on Jeremiah 29, verses 4 to 14. Uh, And for those of you online, I know you guys have your Bibles out, so take it out and and read along with me. So it says here, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them, plant gardens and eat their produce, take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For its welfare you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you to deceive you and do not listen to the dreams that they dream You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be with you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and and gather you from all the nations, all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you to the place from which I have sent you into exile. I'm going to pray for you guys really quickly. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for um, uh, the opportunity to come and share, Lord. Uh, your word, Lord. I pray that that the Holy Spirit would move um, in this place, Lord. Move online, Lord. I pray that that our hearts would be touched, Lord, and I pray that we would we would uh, be encouraged in these times, Lord, in these difficult times that we're living in today, Lord. Father, I pray for everybody here, Lord, and I pray for those online, Lord, that might be struggling with something, Lord, that might be dealing with anxiety, with with. Uh, with uh with loss lord with with conflict with oppression lord i pray for peace in their lives lord and i pray lord that we'd be able to to learn from you what this passage might have for us lord i pray that we'd be able to uh to move you would move in us in this season lord and i thank you lord for everybody here and everybody online lord And it's the evening that we pray amen so before i get started so how many of you guys like to go on vacation i know i do i know it yes thank you clap uh I know, I, know um, I definitely love to go on vacation, especially in this time. You know, vacation is something that we desperately want. It's something that, oh, man, I wish I could get away right now. Some of you may have gotten away right now, and that's great. But I remember this one time last year we went to the mountains. We stayed in this, this cabin, and we were literally, so it's like on top of uh, the mountain, and literally as the sun comes up, you can see the, the sky. You literally, you're above the cloud line, and it was just such a beautiful picture such an amazing time for the family. But how many of you guys know that before we go on vacation, before or after we plan the vacation, obviously, but before we actually physically go there, we have to pack a suitcase. We have to pack your clothes. If you guys are going to take food, you pack food. You pack uh, supplies. If, if you're planning to go camping, you pack ca- camping supplies. But my question is, and hear me out for, for a second, is what happens if while you're on this vacation, you get stranded? and you're there for a little bit longer than you planned to be. That suitcase that you now have, you're running out of clothes, you might run out of food, and you might not be prepared for that situation. Well, for me, I don't know about you guys, but my mom taught me to always plan for, if you're going for a week, make sure you have enough clothes to last for you almost two weeks. So I would always pack extra in my suitcase. But the idea here, and if you guys saw on the the screen, my message, the title of my message is, we need a bigger suitcase. Because sometimes, uh, can I get an amen to that? Sometimes we, we're planning for a situation, and we're packing but that suitcase isn't big enough. And that's what's going on today in the Israelite or not today, but in, 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 the, in the passage that we're, we're reading, the Israelites, as, as Julie read, uh, were in exile because they disobeyed God, and the people that they thought they were only going to be there for a short period of time. They were planning to be there for, for a short vacation and then end up right back home. And I feel like we can resonate so well with that because when we went into this season of COVID four, four months ago, I'm sure we thought, oh, it'll be a quick vacation. We'll be out of work for a little bit and we'll be right back to normal, right? Right back to normal. And I'm sure some of us are wishing that we could do that right now, but we know that that, that, that didn't exactly happen. And rather than going back to normal, we're stuck in this season where it's social distancing, where it's, we can't go to restaurants the way we normally can. We can't gather with everybody the way we normally could. And we're stuck in this season. And my question as I was reading this passage and as I was thinking in this season is, what are we to do in this season? How are we to live in this season? Do we have a big enough suitcase to prepare for this season, to be to be able to thrive in this season. And as we can see, and Julie read it very well, and, and I love the, the little building activity that we have here, but the first thing that we see in this passage in verse, in verse 4, it says, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent. He says, Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, and that they may bear sons and daughters and multiply and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find welfare. The first thing that God tells him is, is not to sit back and idly wait for you guys to return back home. He doesn't say, you know, you're on vacation, just like relax and don't worry about work, don't worry about uh, reaching out people, don't worry about seeking peace, don't worry about any of that stuff because you're on vacation. No, he says, build houses and dwell in them, inhabit the city, go out and multiply, be fruitful in this season. I feel that speaks to us so much today because right now, sometimes I remember uh, the first, uh, in the first months of, of this, this COVID season, I saw this picture on, on Facebook that it was describing this conflict between uh, whether I'm going to uh, 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 be productive in this season because I never know how, when I'm ever going to have this much time or whether I'm going to, um, be uh, lazy in the season, because who knows when I'm ever going to have this much time again. And I feel like in this season, we struggle between having all this time, but we're not being productive in it. The, the Israelites here, they were, God was telling them to go and do something, go and be active in this season, and God is calling us to do the same thing. I know now it's it's really difficult, as we can see, I mean, we're meeting in church, but it's this is nowhere near how we used to meet. I mean, we're all social distanced. We can all wave at each other, but we can't go and, and hug each other. We can't, we can't do what we normally could do. And the Israelites were in this season. And in this season, God is calling us to go and be active. My question to you guys is just because we're in a season that's not normal, does that mean that we just sit there and wait for things to go back to normal? As we see in this story, that God is not calling his people to stay there and do nothing, He's calling them to be productive. So if you guys haven't had the opportunity to to get involved in a small groups, which we have running, we have some that are meeting in person, some meeting online, and that e- both of them are okay. None, no people. We're not going to judge anybody based on on which group you would rather go on. But small groups are a necessity for His people. The disciples did this so they can grow within each other in in, in faith. So we can grow in our faith because we don't want to we don't want to dwindle in this season. God wants us to multiply and thrive in this season. So if you guys have the opportunity to, to join a small group, I recommend and I encourage you to join one. If you're in this season and you have neighbors around you, as we discussed, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear going on right now, and a lot of, a lot of uh, people that are discouraged in these times. And we are the, we're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be out there and being a, a light to these people. So if you have an opportunity to reach out to neighbors, to friends, to family members, whether in person or on the phone, and you have that opportunity, I, rec- I encourage you guys to do it. If you have the opportunity to, to really uh, study God's word right now, because, I mean, like I said, when are we ever going to get this much time to really study God's word? And I know that's oftentimes it's a hard thing to think about. Because it's like, oh, I read, you know, I'm reading Jeremiah, but sometimes we're like, um, what do I read now, God? And we kind of like pocket pick of something. And, uh, but, but God is calling us to thrive in this season to be productive in this season. So if you have the opportunity right now to study God's word, then I encourage you to do it. Make the most of this opportunity and don't let it pass you by because we never know when we're going to get this opportunity again. And the second thing that he says, he says, but seek the welfare of those around you. God is calling for his people to seek the peace of those around them. And If you guys are, if you guys are familiar with this word, the, the, the word welfare here in the, in the Hebrew language is shalom. And that word, for those of you who know, it, it, it means peace, but on top of that, it also means completeness, it also means prosperity, and it also means uh, welfare as well. So God is calling these people not to only seek the peace of those around them, but he's also ta- calling them to seek uh, completeness for them, to help them f- prosper in this season. And you might be thinking right now that, oh, he's talking about Jewish, their Jewish neighbors. No, God is calling his people to, to go out to their enemies and help them prosper. To seek peace for those who disagree with them, not those who just love them. And I, I mean, how much more applicable is that to us in this season? We're in a season right now is where recently there's so much conflict, so much um, division with, with elections, with, with all this oppression going on, and so many people are, are struggling in this time. And are we seeking out the peace for these people? God is calling us to, to, to not just love those who love us, but just like Jesus did. It's love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. In this verse, God calling them to not just seek out the peace, not go out of, not only to go out of your way, to, to make sure that they have everything they need, but to also pray for those people. And I know sometimes that's difficult because sometimes you're in a conversation with people and you t- you sh- you're trying to talk with them and they kind of just blow you off. They're rude to you. They're angry at you. I've had several experiences. If you guys have ever worked in retail, you understand that um, people are not always the nicest. And they think that you know all the answers. And I've been in several situations where people come up to me and I'm just a cashier. And I'm like, "Um, how can I help you? And they're like, they're trying to ask for, how do I build a house? And how do I put the electricity in the house? And I'm like, look, I'm gonna be 100% honest. I don't know what to do. And, but it's funny how people see an orange apron when you work at Home Depot and they just assume that you're a plumber, you're an electrician, you're a builder, and you can do all these things. And sometimes people are nice, sometimes people are like, oh, I understand, it's not it's not, not, your fault. But sometimes people come up to you and they're, maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're having a bad day, maybe they're having a bad week, maybe they're having a, a bad year, who knows. And they come up and they're not the nicest people. They're like, they're, they tend to be rude, they tend to, to have an attitude... And in those situations, I had the opportunity to, or I had the 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 choice of either doing one of two things: I could be rude back, as some of my coworkers would have. I can yell, I can complain, I could get um, um, have an attitude right back with them. But rather than doing that, I, I, I tried as as much as possible <laughs> to speak peace into their life, to be apologetic, to be compassionate to show mercy and to, 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 to respond rather rather than with hate to respond with love and we have an opportunity so much so so often today to do that because there is so much conflict going on today some people are very hurt right now in these times and oftentimes when we when we respond with hate with, uh, we respond hate with hate at leads to more hate at least the more violence at least the more division so my question to you guys today is what are we doing to promote peace? When we're on social media, are we quick to tear people down? Or are we quick to build them up? Are we quick to, to go to these people that are hurting and expressing their hurt? Are we quick to, to criticize, judge, and condemn them for their beliefs? Or are we praying for their peace? God is calling us to be active in our faith in this season, to love those around us at the same time, but oftentimes we're easily misled by what, what the world might say, by what the people around us are doing. And in this time, it's no different. We see, as we see in the next verse, in verse eight, it says, for thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams that they dream for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name and I, I did not send them, declares the Lord. In this season, in this time, and in, in any time, there's gonna be people that, that do bad things in the name of God. And that just goes to show us that not everything done in God's name is, is truly coming from God. That's why God calls us to test every spirit, to make sure it's coming from God, because oftentimes we might be misled. There's people that like to, to, to spread hate in the name of God and say that, oh, I believe in God, and, and you know, my view is right, your view is wrong, and they, they, they do nothing but condemn other people. They do nothing but judge other people. And oftentimes it's so easy to follow that. Because oftentimes it's like, well, I don't want to be wrong, so I, I might as well be right. Or I don't want to, I don't want to um, you know, uh, get, uh, let the pride, I like my pride get above me. And oftentimes we're in this situation where we get misled to think that, that God is calling us to hate those and to condemn and judge others when God calls us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And that's what's going on in this time. They have prophets, right? These prophets, these false prophets... We're, we're telling the people, they're saying, guys, it's okay. The first thing they said, Babylon wasn't going to c- c- take us captive. We're going to be fine. We're not going to be in captivity. The second thing they said, oh, no, um, uh, we're going to be, uh, the Babylonians are going to be taken over, and we're going to be fine. We're going to go back home. And then the third thing they said, oh, we're going we're to quickly go right back home. We're only going to be here for a couple of years, so don't don't get, don't um, uh, become a part of the culture. Don't, don't get involved. Don't do anything. Just pack light take a small suitcase, and get ready to go back because we're instantly going to come back home. And that's not the case. And in COVID season, I feel like that's the case here where we're, we're quickly waiting for the normal to come back. We're not realizing that sometimes God has a plan in this situation. Sometimes God has a plan for our hurt. Sometimes God has a plan for our, our difficulties and our struggles. James says it this way, that, 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 that struggles oftentimes uh, build up our faith And equip us to do those those things that he wants us to do. My question is, who are we following? Are we following the word backed by God? Are we following the world backed by lies and deceit? In this season, who are we listening to? Who are we seeking our information? Are we seeking it from the media? Are we seeking it from uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media we might be on? TikTok for some of you youngsters. Um... Don't be misled in this time, because oftentimes, you know, like I said, God has a plan for this. And as we can see in in Jeremiah 29.10, that's where it comes, that's where God comes to it. It says, for thus says the Lord, when, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I'll fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me, and when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the places where I have driven you. It says the Lord. God has a plan for us in this season. And it, it, for the Israelites, they thought that they were going to be a quick, quick, uh, um, I'm there for a short period and back home. But God had a, a, a longer Plan for them and sometimes that, that 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 season that we're in even though it might be difficult it might be not the normal season God is using that for our good as we as we as we believe I love that song that says you know uh, I'm going to see a victory and it, it talks about how even, um, when the enemy everything that the, that the enemy make, takes for evil God will use it for good I love that song and and in this season I feel like we need to, to get used to the idea we might not be here for a while but in the same thing God has a plan for us The suffering may be a little bit longer than we might want it to be. We might be suffering, we might be anxious in this time, but God is saying, it's okay, I am with you. I am with you. And he says, even further, he says, when you seek me, I will find you. When you pray to me, I will hear you. And oftentimes, when we're praying to God is when we're feeling that peace that he desires for us to have. He says that his plans are good for us, his plans are good. His plans are for peace, for welfare, and for a future and a hope. But I would imagine that in this times, that was difficult for the Israelites to swallow. They're in exile in another nation, not their home. The normal is no longer what's going on. And now the, um, they're in captivity by another nation. So I would imagine that, that the Israelites in this, in this time period, they weren't, they weren't like, Okay, God, you have a plan for us. It's good, right? No, they're probably thinking like, God, when are we going back home? God, things are not going the way I planned it. Why is this happening? And oftentimes we struggle with that idea. We struggle with with that that, that state of mind where it's like, God, where are you? You said you were gonna be with me. Things are not going how I planned it. And oftentimes, it just goes it shows whose plan are we trying to follow? We're we trying to follow God's plan. We're we trying to follow our plan. My question is. That even if this season is, is long, even though that, that we may be struggling through the trials and, and tribulations this time, can we see God in light of this and remain hopeful? Can we trust God even if the season is long? And you see, God assures us at the end of that verse, he says that the exile will end. He doesn't say... Uh, it might end. He doesn't say, you know, um, maybe things will work out. No, he says, I have a plan for you. It's a good plan, and the exile will end. He says, uh, in verse 14, it says, uh, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place where, uh, from which I had sent you into exile. The exile will end. This might not end on our time, It'll end on God's time. I love what what, what Paul says in Philippians. It says that that he who began the good work in you will bring it to completion the day of Christ Jesus. It doesn't say on the day that we want. It's on the day that God has planned for us. We just need a suitcase big enough for that time. There was this uh, missionary that I was looking up as I was was studying this message, and his name is is Jim Elliott, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but he was this missionary, he had, he had always wanted to be a missionary, and then one day uh, he packed up all his bags, I'm assuming in a suitcase, <laughs> and he, he went to Ecuador to, to be a missionary to, to the people, the, these two tribes that were in Ecuador. And after three years in his journey, him and, him and his friends that were there, I think there were four of them in total, um, they, were, they were in Ecuador, they had reached already one group um, and spread the gospel, and they, they, the, a lot of them were turning to Christ. A lot of them were were um, were finding Christ, and now they f- they had the courage to go to this other group, to to go and preach the gospel. And this both groups were very dangerous. Both groups they liked to to kill the people that that they would um, come into their land. It was it was not a it was not a safe environment. But they went and they did it anyways. They went and they um they, at first they went and they brought gifts to this group. Um. And then uh, they were uh, um, distributing gifts back and forth to each other. And they thought they had, um, uh, like, found a connection with them. And as they went one day, they, they tried to, to get closer to them. And one day, um, they, were, they were surprised to see that they were being attacked by um, some of the soldiers of this, of this village. And sadly, these, these, these four missionaries lost their life. And if we're looking at it from right there, we're seeing, well, they, they died. What was, why, why did they go through this? And, and I'm sure that the families were dealing with that idea of, like, why did that happen? Well, I have to tell you, four, a, a couple of years later, the, the family of these missionaries went and lived in this village. And many people came to Christ because of their sacrifice. You see, they packed a bag big enough to last in that season. They knew that even, even they, they might even have to give up their own life to, to bring peace to these, these people. My call to us is, is our suitcase big enough? Are we planning for God's plan and not for our plan? God says the exile will end, the season will come to a close, but what is our life going to look like while we're in it? Are we going to be fruitful in this season? Who are we going to affect in this season? Are we going to follow uh, what God says over what the world says? Are we going to seek God in the time in this time and cling to God? to his plans. We might be here for a while, guys. But at the end of the day, God says he's a plan for us and he says it's a good plan. And On top of that, he says the exile will end. This season will come to an end. But what are we gonna be in in the meantime? What are we gonna do in the meantime? And we can trust in God because we know that he is with us, he is for us. And that when he is with us, there's nothing that can stand against us. Hi, this is Steve Thomas, pastor of the First Baptist Church at Delray Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We study God's Word to apply it to our lives in order to make a difference in this life and in eternity. We hope you enjoy this message. We cry.